hey everyone. Uh, gosh, I am so glad you're watching here online. My name's Jim, if I haven't met you before. Thanks for uh, tuning into this. I gotta admit, this is just super weird to be in a room that is totally empty and to be sharing. And uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I am just gonna picture that you guys are here and that you are all smiling and you are nodding and you are laughing like crazy at my jokes. I mean, this is gonna actually be pretty awesome. Uh, we, we've been thinking about this and just how challenging this is. And uh, you gotta look for some upsides too. You know, I was thinking even earlier this week that, you know, Bill, my co-pastor has got a high voice. Like this is a chance for our tech guys to maybe tinker with that and lower that an octave or two. So there's some good there. Maybe you, when Bill's preaching, wanna uh, speed it up a little bit on your dial, go to one and a quarter speed. If you kind of like the idea of a sermon chipmunk style, you could do that. So there's all kinds of cool things about this, uh, but here we are. And um, I, can, I can hear you laughing right now. I'm picturing it. So. Uh, thank you for bearing with us and uh, God help us, right, as we go through this and we're gonna look to make the best out of all this. I, I've been thinking about this this week and going, gosh, I was tempted to just kind of bag what I had planned and do some kind of uh, coronavirus sermon, you know, and I just decided, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and talk about what I felt like the Lord had put on my heart to talk about, something I have a big passion about. Uh, I feel like everything I'm reading and hearing about is around the virus, obviously. And so what I talk about today is not specifically geared toward that. It can obviously be applied to what's happened in the world. But I just want to give you some thoughts, and especially around something I think is one of the biggest questions that every single one of us, as somebody who maybe, if you're in that role, maybe wants to follow Jesus, somebody, uh, we're all going to ask this. We're all going to ask the question when I'm faced with a challenging decision in my life, how do I know what God wants me to do? You know, maybe you're something at work right now or something in a relationship with someone. Maybe you're a senior in high school, you're thinking about college next year, you're thinking about kind of what your next steps are. How do you know that you're on the right path with where God is leading you? We're doing this series called Walk This Way. Don't you sometimes wonder like, well, which way is this way? Which way, God, are you leading me? And how can I tell if it's your voice that I'm listening to or is it someone else's voice, my own voice or the world's voice that I'm listening to? Guys, we wanna dive into that today. I was talking with a friend earlier this week who's facing a challenging situation or relationship and he said, it's almost like I've got uh, what I think is God's voice on one shoulder and, and some other voice over here and I don't think this is God's voice, but it sounds so rational and compelling. Guys, how do we determine the voice of God and what God is saying to us? We wanna get into that today. And, and we wanna look especially, we've been looking at these uh, passages in scripture, first and second Peter. And Peter was a guy who walked with Jesus, who's been really teaching us uh, these last few weeks, if we've looked at his words, how do we walk and live with God? It's really kind of a how-to book of how do we live out our lives. And so there's gonna be clues in here that I wanna point out to you today as we look at this scripture, how do we hear the voice of God in some situation or situations that we're facing in our lives? And I, I especially, I just want you to stop and think for a second. What is that thing in your life, that error in your life, that decision in your life where you most really wanna hear God? Which way am I supposed to go? 
Well, let me pick this up in the scripture. And the, the kind of context of this is Peter's been talking to us, kind of um, teaching us about uh, how we walk and which way to go. And so he's picking up there, but he's gonna say something really interesting in this first uh, passage that I'm gonna share with you. So this is 1 Peter uh, chapter two, and, and here's where we pick it up in verse 13. And it is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live, right? And he's pointing back now to all the stuff I'm telling you about. I'm reminding you now of all the stuff I've been telling you about how to live. So as long as I'm alive, I'm gonna keep reminding you. For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life. So I will work hard to make sure you always remember these things after I am gone. Okay, time out. Did you guys catch what he said there? For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life. Guys, I have read over this book before and I have never noticed that. What is he saying? Is he actually saying somehow that Jesus has appeared to him, has spoken to him? What did that look like? Jesus somehow showed up and told Peter that he's going to die? Man, was that like on a writing on a wall? Was that a voice from heaven? Like, give us some help here because where did you get that voice from? How is Peter so closely hearing from God? Well, we're gonna walk through a little bit today trying to understand how God speaks and how we know if that's actually God's voice or not. Peter obviously somehow has kind of moved and grown in his faith in Jesus where he's, he's convinced that this is what God is speaking to him. This is what Jesus is telling him. And for a lot of us, this gets a little touchy. Maybe some of you have felt like in your life, you've been like, you know what? Um, it seems like I know people or I have friends or I've been part of a church or a family where other people tend to hear from God and I actually never do. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like kind of the last one that gets invited to the party where God is speaking and yet I, I don't feel like he is to me? That's exactly often how many of us end up feeling really discouraged and we end up feeling like, well, maybe God just doesn't talk to me. Guys, I've seen so much damage in some ways done, in some ways because we don't understand exactly how God might be speaking and whether it's actually God or not. This can be one of the most important questions about our faith. And truthfully, it can be one of the most hurtful or most divisive as well. A uh, bunch of years back, had some uh, friends of mine who are still friends, but um, we kind of had a disagreement. Uh, the friends of mine ended up started getting into this idea that God was revealing to them all, daily, really, revealing to them visions about other people's futures. So really giving them almost kind of prophetic visions or prophetic words that were actually telling the future of other people. And so they started sharing those with people as well. And I, I gotta just tell like right now, let me just get this out. I believe God can do that, okay? I, I believe that God can do things, can speak to things. There, there's no doubt in my mind, but it is so, at least the way I'm wired and the, we, the way I kind of navigate with God, it is so important, do not be loose with that. Like be really careful about the idea of God told me this about your life. Well, this, this group of friends of mine started getting into that kind of idea. It kind of got to a head though when one day, um, 
one of them had a vision for somebody else's future and they went to that person and they said, hey, I, I have a vision for your life that God has spoke to me that you are going to be a total musician, that your life is gonna be about music, that you're gonna follow after this, like music is going to become your thing and had this long kind of vision that God supposedly had given this person. And the person who was also a friend of mine heard this vision and just said, I gotta be honest, that's crazy. And so we started getting into this conflict about which voice are you actually hearing? And are you actually damaging things by telling things to other people that you're saying are from God, but eh, not so sure that that's actually true? And so this conflict started going. And one of the things that they would say to me is they'd say, Jim, you know, and they would point to a passage in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. They would point to this passage and say, Jim, actually what you are doing right now, by doubting what we're saying, you are stifling the Holy Spirit. This is what it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It says, do not stifle the Holy Spirit. If the Spirit is speaking, if God is speaking, do not stifle the Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies. And so this is what the conversation became, and it became kind of a conflict. Now, this is what's so key. As you look at this passage of Scripture, anytime anyone quotes a passage of Scripture to you, whether it's me or anybody else, guys, please always read what's before it and always read what's after it. Because look at the next verse here. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Test it. Hold on to what is good and stay away from every kind of evil. Guys, what we want to do today is we want to talk about if we feel like God is speaking to us in some area of our life. First, how do we hear that in the first place? But second, how do we test that? How do we know that it's actually God speaking to us and not something else? Peter's going to help us with this. Okay, so we're gonna go back now. I want you to look at verses 16 through 18 because Peter's gonna give us a beginning of this test that we're gonna draw here on, is it God or is it something else? And how do we hear? Look at what he says in verse 16. Peter says, we were not making up clever stories when, you, when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when he received honor and glory from God the Father. The voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Right, that passage where God is speaking over Jesus. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. We ourselves heard that voice. Guys, you're getting a sense here with Peter that Peter actually had cultivated in his life somehow, and you, you get this when he says that the Lord Jesus has revealed to him that he's gonna die, that somehow Peter has developed in his life this ability through prayer to hear God speaking to him, that, that somehow he is able to hear God's voice. He has cultivated this thing, this relationship with Jesus where he feels like he's speaking to him. I, you know, for me, sometimes prayer, and this is just the sad, you know, state of my life. Maybe some of you guys can relate. Sometimes prayer gets reduced to like, I, if I remember 
when I'm sitting down to eat something, thanking God for the food that I, you know, the like, you know, Chick-fil-A that I'm about to eat or whatever. And, and, but Peter had something so much deeper where he's actually hearing God, that God is like speaking to him. And I wonder today, if you're thinking about something in your life where there's a really tough decision that you're trying to make, I wonder if today, maybe it starts with not just talking at God, but maybe it starts with taking five minutes today at your home and just spending five minutes in silence. And you bring to mind that decision that you're making and you just say, God, would you speak to me? And you just, maybe you just be quiet and you just listen. And when you do that, especially for the first time, I would encourage you to expect that you may actually not hear anything. This, you guys, everything we're going to be talking about, everything about hearing from God, this is stuff that takes time and cultivating, just like any kind of relationship. It takes time. But it starts with little baby steps of listening. God gosh, I'm trying to figure this out or this way. Which direction do you want me to go? Let me just sit. I'm just going to sit and listen. And this is, I think, what Peter starts by saying, I want you to just listen. I want you to open your ear to what God might say. Now, some of us are going through life, and maybe we're too busy to pray. Maybe we don't know how to pray. Maybe we're not even trying to pray. And in a way, when we do that, it's like actually we're kind of plugging an ear we're, we're, we may not be able to hear God if we're not taking our moments and listening to him because I do believe that God even today wants to speak to us as we develop this. Now, here's the thing. Many people have thought in prayer that they are hearing God, but how do we know that it's actually God we're hearing instead of just ourselves and our own voice? And are we just self-manipulating when we do this? Is there any way that we can look at our lives and say, I'm actually starting to learn and be able to tell the voice of God versus my own voice? When we look at testing everything, what else is there beyond just prayer that helps us know which way God is leading us? Let me take you back now into the scripture. And I want you to see, because Peter's gonna lead us right along into this, and it's no coincidence what he's about to say, okay? So let's go to verse 19 now. Because of that experience, because of us hearing this voice, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. The prophets are the message that you read in the Old Testament of the scripture. You must pay close attention to what they what? To what they wrote. For their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and Christ, the morning star, shines in your hearts. Guys, just stop right there for a second. He's talking about the scripture. He's talking about reading and hearing the voice of God through the scripture. And so he continues here in verse 20. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, these prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. So in other words, what he's saying is, you are going to hear God when you listen and you learn 
to listen to the scripture and read the scripture for yourself. That one of the ways we hear God is not just through prayer, that it actually has to be worked through the scripture as well. Which brings up a huge question, you guys. Brings up a huge question of like, what do you actually think about the Bible? Okay, maybe you're somebody who's been coming to Ascent for a while and, um, you know, you've heard us and every week we're opening up the Bible, talking about it, and there's all kinds of different things that you could believe about the Bible. Have you ever actually kind of made a decision about what you think about the Bible? Because what you think about the Bible impacts so much of how you're going to hear God. And there's a lot of different ways that people can understand what the Scripture actually is, okay? Um, you know, I, I just was thinking about some of those this week. You might believe uh, that the Bible is a story, a classic mythical stories. You might believe that it just has some kind of good ethical teaching in it. You might believe, you might believe that it's a deceptive effort, on the part of a small group of people to kind of invent a religion. That's been done before. Maybe that's, maybe that's your view of the Bible. Or do you believe that the Bible is the inspired word from God to us? And that's what Peter is making the claim that it is. Peter's saying that the scripture is the inspired word of God that God loves us enough to give us this incredible vehicle to understand and hear from him in the scripture. Guys, some of us go around through our lives, and maybe those of you who've been in the church a long time, some of us go through our lives feeling a sense of guilt. Ah, gosh, I just, I don't read my Bible enough. Or, and you think that because maybe there's this, image you have of God, that God is like actually keeping track of the amount of time that you read your Bible and that you're earning credits. And so the more you read your Bible, you're actually kind of piling up credits somehow, someday with God so that God's going to accept you or whatever. That's the way that many of us have just been wired because that's the rest of the way the culture works. And so we think about God in that same way. I want you to stop that. I want you to stop thinking about this obligation to read a Bible and instead start thinking, guys, this is our opportunity to listen. If if you find yourself in a space in life where you don't know how to read the Bible or you're not reading the Bible, it's not so much that you're like in bad shape with God and God's angry at you. It's it's more like you've just got one finger in, in an ear and you're not able to necessarily hear what God is saying because Peter is saying this is such a prime way that God speaks to us. And so as you think about this, and you think about the things that um, God, you might feel like, as you're thinking about decisions in your life that he's speaking to you about, and you go, I think God is saying this to me, and you go, if I'm gonna test everything, run it through the scripture. Start, does this line up with what I see about God? Um, gosh, I... <laughs> It's such a funny story of a friend a few years ago who, he, he was a student pastor. He was away at, um, at a camp and he's leading all these kids and he's got his volunteer leaders there. And actually he was engaged to someone and his uh, fiance was at the camp uh, helping lead. But he had another volunteer leader who was this great woman and during the course of the camp that week, this other leader came up to my friend and said, hey, I, I actually have heard something from God. 
He said, oh, that's interesting. Tell me what. God told me that you and I are going to get married. And my friend said, wow, that is fascinating because God did not tell me that at all. In fact, my fiance is here at camp too. And so what she was doing was she's just relying on one ear. She's not listening to God in stereo. She's, she's not seeking out necessarily other sources to say, is, is this really what God is saying? And of course, he never got married. He, he married his fiance because it is so important, so important not just to listen to one thing, but to say, I, I'm going to increase my ear. I'm going to open my ears and listen to God and make sure that I'm testing everything, okay? You know, there's, um, there's other ways, and, and we're going to add to this now. There's other ways, and you even see them here in this passage that Peter is saying, this is how we listen to God. Uh, I want to go back to this passage here in a moment. And um, I want you to see where it talks about uh, how it says, you must realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding. And, and, and here's what I want you to see, because in some of these passages, when it talks about um, you, when uh, we often read this scripture. We, we, we have a bias as people reading the scripture. When we read the word, you must realize, who do we think about? We think about ourselves. And so I want you to notice that word, but it is not second person singular, okay? It, it, it's not directed just at you solely. It is a second person plural verb that's tough in English, we don't actually kind of have that, but in Greek, you get it. It's most similar to the word y'all. It's like, above all, y'all, realize that no prophecy in Scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding. What's he saying? Why am I pointing this out? You guys, the Bible is not written just to you alone. The Bible is written to us. The Bible is written to us as a community. Look, guys, Peter is saying right here, you know, if you want to hear from God, listen, hear the voice of God, run it through the scripture, but it's not just directed at you, it's directed to the community. Guys, if God is telling you something, it is so critical. It is so critical in our walk and our faith that we have other people that we're walking with who are also seeking God in prayer, also reading the scripture, who are listening to God, that we can actually talk to other people that we trust and say, does this feel like this is from God or not? Because you can end up up here kind of by yourself, right? With, with no one else to run things through. And you can end up a little, potentially even off course, because you're not actually seeking the community. Guys, Christianity, following Jesus is not a solo game. That's why we're always talking about stuff like core groups. We are always talking about get involved with a volunteer team. Get people, people, people. We, we believe so deeply in community because we believe that this is where you will often hear from God. Now, here's the danger. Oftentimes what happens is we place this over everything else and often we live like this. Well, I'm just hearing what I hear from my community 
And so I don't actually, you know, listen to, I don't actually see God in prayer. I don't actually see God in scripture. Or we live like this, right? The, the friends I mentioned earlier who were getting the visions about other people, I actually think they were doing this. They, they, were, um, they were hearing God in community. They were seeking God in prayer. But I'm not sure that they were filtering that through the scripture. You know, we ended up having conversations about like, gosh, you know, in 2000 some years of scripture's history, you see God only, you know, speak in visions about people's future a few times. And yet, and yet this group was getting them almost every day. And you start, when you, when you include the scripture in that analysis, you go, I, I don't know, it doesn't kind of square up with how I see God work in the Bible. Do you see what I'm doing? I'm trying to put something together where we can go, there's different ways that God might speak to us. God might speak to us through scripture. He might speak to us through community. He might speak to us through prayer. And it is so important then that we start to work through this entire system to see, are we testing this? There's one more way that I want to share with you. And this is a big one because I think it's maybe the most dangerous one. And, it, and it's the one where I think um, often, if you're like me, you get most off track on where God is speaking and, and listening. And, and I want us to think about this because so many of us often make decisions based on this. We make decisions based on our circumstances. And we assume that our circumstances the things that happen to us, the doors that shut or the doors that open are clear indications of what God is doing. Now, sometimes they might be. You actually read um, this, especially in Acts, where Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament, one of the first Christians who's out planting churches, and he actually talks about in Acts 16 about how God was kind of opening and closing doors about what cities he could go to. And that the spirit was actually kind of moving him based on some of these circumstances about where he could go and where he couldn't go to start encouraging and planting these churches. He was looking at his circumstances. But I can guarantee you guys that Paul was also working that through these other things. But so many of us make our decisions like this. We may not be talking with God in prayer and listening to God. We may not be running that through the scripture. We may not be kind of talking in community and instead we're just looking at our circumstances, right? I mean, you can imagine like something like this. Uh, I'm looking for a house and I know that this house that I really like is under contract. I show up though, and I decide to look at it anyway, and I find out that that day the contract fell through. And that was for sure a sign. That's for sure a sign that God is saying, buy it. So I pull out my checkbook and I write a check and I put my, you know, I, I sign up on a contract that day for the house because there is no doubt that God's plan was for me to get that house because of the circumstances. We gotta be careful of that. <laughs> we, we've got this whole incredible way here that I think God is allowing us to say, look, he may speak to you through something like that, but run it through your community. Go talk to people about it. Uh, is, that, is that how God might be working? Like, get into the scripture. And guys, if you're new to the Bible, even if it just starts with just a little bit, 
You know, maybe just a couple minutes a day where you start reading in the New Testament, or maybe you start reading some of the stories about Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Start small there if you're new. But start thinking about it in terms of this, right? If those circumstances, oh, for goodness sake, yes, please be praying about that. Put it through community. God, this is the kind of thing where I think God is enabling us. God is giving us this ability to test everything. What if you did this? What if, what if you took the opportunity in your life as you're thinking about that big decision, you're thinking about your next steps with whatever it is, what if you started listening in a way that you haven't listened before? What if you started testing in a way that you've never tested before? Would we actually start to hear God's spirit more and more? I, I actually drew it this way for a reason. Um, one of the cool images of the Bible is that when you talk about the Spirit of God in the Old Testament, it's in Hebrew, it says ruah. And in the New Testament, it's this word pneuma. And both of them just mean spirit or breath. And so the Holy Spirit is often kind of um, described in terms of the wind and, and kind of this movement of God, that's uh, this breath of God. And it actually just makes me think, I, I love these kind of, old windmills, you know, you see these around uh, in Europe and all kinds of places. And I just said, you know, there's four spokes to that windmill. And when it's moving right, and when all of them are involved, and you have prayer and you have scripture and you have community and you have your circumstances and you're listening well on all that and all those are engaged in it, maybe there's a way today that you can start experiencing the breath and the movement of God in your life and start to test it so you know, okay, I think this is what God is saying. I wanna end by asking you a few questions. And, and here's what I want you to do. If you're watching with somebody at home or you, know, uh, you got some friends over, your family or something, uh, as, we, as we enter into this last song here in a moment, what I'd love for you to do is I'd love for you to look at these questions and I want you to have a conversation. I, I want you to practice this today, okay? I want you to practice this idea of community. Talk to somebody about it. Talk to somebody about that decision and start thinking about this. But here are the questions. So you think about your stuff. What is one area where you need God's direction right now? Just, just think of one. And the second question is, which ways are you seeking direction? As you think about the four little spokes here in the windmill, which, which ways are you seeking direction right now? Which ways are you hearing God right now? And the third question is, which ways are you not? Is there, do you have maybe one finger in an ear where you're missing the chance to listen to God? What, where are those ways? And then here's the last question. Will you listen differently this week? And if so, how? How would you do that? I want you to talk about that. Most of all, guys, I want you to experience the breath and the wind and the movement of God this week in your life. And so join me as we pray. God, this is easier said than done. And yet you are an amazing God that can speak to us. I pray, God, that your spirit would speak to us, that we'd be able to hear your voice, that we could hear the voice of the shepherd, that we would be able to be people that can tell a difference between your voice and other voices that might compete for us. God, I pray right now, just not only for the people watching this, 
but I pray so much for our culture and everything that's going on that we would hear your voice. And it's a voice of love and a voice of calm and a voice of generosity. And I pray, God, as we move forward into this world this week and this day, that we would be people moving forward that have heard you and have been around you and know you and love you. So Jesus, we give you this day. In your name we pray, amen.